Thanks for listening to the Calvary Baptist Church Podcast. For more information, check us out at cbctaylorville.com. Join us now as our guest speaker delivers this week's message. I'm Jaden, and I've been going to church since I was, like, I've always been in church. I don't remember a time when not going to church. And I was saved when I was about seven, so church has always been a part of my life. And church camp was always one of the greatest experiences for church. And this year at camp, the biggest theme was, what is stopping you from going all in with God? And that idea had been with me long before camp. I was kind of thinking, why... Do I not feel like I'm doing everything I can to be a God's disciple? And if anybody knows me, my ideas for my future have been everywhere. For a while, I wanted to be a DJ, and then I wanted to be a cosmetologist, and then I wanted to be a chef, and then a lawyer. Like, I just wanted to be it all. So going into camp, I had decided that what I wanted God to work in, I wanted him to work in my future. I wanted him to show me that I can trust him to be able to give it up to him and let me do his plan. So I spent all week praying, reading, and thinking about my future. I could feel a tugging on my heart to do music, but I just kind of pushed it down because I thought music isn't exactly the most stable job to have, but I love music. So... Like, no matter what I seem to read or seem to think about, it always came back to music. And one verse that I kept reading was Psalm 57, 7. And it says, My heart, O God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. And I could just feel God calling me to make music for him and to spend my life worshiping him. And I always seem to feel the most comfortable whenever I'm up on a stage singing in front of people and singing for God. So I sat down and prayed to God a lot. And by the end of the week, I knew God was calling me to put my dreams of being a rock star for the world away and become a rock star for him. Yeah, so uh, if you don't know me, I'm Tyson, and uh, I've been coming here since, like, sixth grade, and now I'm a junior. Um, And I've been to many camps before this, but uh, this year at camp, I really kind of prayed and really wanted to learn something new from camp. And... uh, this camp was very different. Uh, we weren't at a college campus. We were, like, in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, we got out into a state park and cleaned it up for our missions thing. And that was really beautiful. But uh, at the last day of camp, there was, the sermon was on leadership. And for people that wanted to be leaders, in their church, if you wanted to be a pastor, a youth pastor, or like Zayman said, a, a band member, and I had already toyed around with like the idea of being a youth pastor because that's something that like I really look up to Josh and I really looked up to Carlos, and uh, I didn't have any other job ideas in mind, so <laughs> I was like, I'll just do this. But at camp, you know, he went through like some of the things that you should be to be a youth pastor and how you should definitely be studying God and how you should be studying and reading your word and, you know, 
you should just be strong in God so you can lead as many people and help as many people as you possibly can. And I was kind of like, ooh, that sounds kind of tough. But at the end of that night, it was like very like, I was shook. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, I just knew it was what I had to do. And I knew I, it just hurt me so much to see kids so desperately hurt and needing God so, so, so much. And it would hurt me not to help them be the best them they could be. So, you know, I stood up when he asked everyone to stand up that wanted to do it. And my entire church was there to support me. And I just gave my life to youth ministry. If you'll pray with me, and then I'm going to have Josh come up. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for camp. We thank you for this day, and we thank you for Josh. Um, uh, Camp was probably one of the best camps uh, I've been to, and I hope that all the other students have been to. And uh, I pray for Josh and that he can have the strength and the will to teach this sermon pretty good. (laughs) Man. That is fantastic. I love these students. Give them a round of applause. <clears throat> yeah, so this, this is the crew that we took with us. Um, it was an amazing week. And I, I just think it's so awesome to be able to see our students um, kind of come up. They're, they're playing in the band. And I don't, I don't know if I'm just partial or not, but, man, I think they did a fantastic job. And I don't know if that's just me, but I think they did an awesome job in the band. They rocked it. And then those, those testimonies, it's absolutely amazing for me because this is, this is what fires me up is to hear what God is doing for students and, and to see God change the lives of students. And I just absolutely love that. And honestly, I probably could have just given my message over to Jaden because she definitely hit on some points that I'm going to be talking about today. And I just think that's awesome. Um, kind of preparing for this message and kind of trying to figure out where to go with this. For one, I'm super nervous because... I'm not used to this. You guys are not the demographic that I'm used to talking to. Um, you guys, for one, are sitting still. Um, I'm not used to that. Um, <laughs> you guys are not just sitting on your phone. I'm not, I'm not used to that. I'm, I'm used to like a little bit of a, like an upward glow, you know, um, that sort of thing. But it's, it's okay. Um, and I've kind of just given up to God. But it's just kind of figuring out where God wanted me to lead this message. I knew I really wanted to touch on some stuff that we, that we talked about at camp. Some of the stuff that the kids, um, that the students learned at camp. Some of the stuff that I learned at camp. Because um, that's the awesome thing about student camp. Um, it's not just for students. Those counselors and those youth pastors that go get, get ministered to as well. And it's just awesome to be able to go and be a part of that. But it's just even more awesome to be able to see students' lives changed in that. Um, so kind of going through on that and just praying through. I was um, preparing for this message. It was kind of nice because I had two weeks to prepare. So I've just been um, going through my notes from camp. Um, and just kind of praying through those and asking God, where, does, where do you want me to take this today? And the thing that he, he led me to was on day two of our, day, of our week at camp. And like I, I said, Jaden kind of touched on this, but reading through my notes on day two, at the very bottom of my notes, I put it in big, bold letters, and it says, what is keeping you from going all in for God? And that hit me. 
for one, what is all in? What, what comes to mind when, when, you, when you think of all in? Some people might think of this. You know, you're playing, playing some uh, poker with your buddies or whatever it may be, and you just throw all your chips in. You're risking it all. You have everything in front of you, and you're risking it all. You're putting it all in. Or maybe some of you think of something like this. And that kid is committed. Um, <laughs> I, he, he looks happy now. Let's just wait until he lands. The thing is, when you jump into a pool, you're committed. Once your feet leave and you go out, you're going all in. That water is going to surround you. And the other thing is, you have to have faith that that water is going to surround you. It's not going to just disappear on you. You're going all in. And other times, some people might think of all in like this. And that one's big for me. I don't look nearly that good anymore. Uh, ten, years is, <laughs> ten years eats at you a little bit. That was ten years ago um, this month. And that, to some people, is all in. That is a commitment that you're giving to somebody, that you're all in with them. That is a life-changing commitment. So no matter what you think of all in, we have to go all in. And the, um, and no matter what your, your concept of all-in is, there's only really one all-in that matters. And that one all-in that matters is whether or not you are truly all-in for God. Because that's really the only all-in that matters. And I realize that we're, uh, um, it has just a, just a different thought about it. Some of us think, you know, Maybe some of us are grandparents. Maybe some of us are parents in here. You know, maybe you're, 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 not, you're not even a believer in here today. Or maybe you're a new believer. Or maybe you're somebody that's been in the church so long, you feel like you don't have anything else to give. You feel like you've done it. You feel like there's, there's not anywhere else to give. But that's not true. No matter where you're at in your life, there is always, and we must go all in. God asks us to go all in for him. All the time. He doesn't ask just some of the times. He's not just like, hey, can we go all in when it's good for you this week? No, God asks us to go in all the time. And I think that's, that's really kind of what hit me that week is, is do I go all in all the time? Sometimes I think that we do just kind of sit and ride the bench. We show up on Sunday morning. We come in. We sit down. We go through the motions. And yes, even as involved as I am at church, and this is just a little bit of transparency with you, sometimes I do go through the motions. Sometimes I get up at 6.30, walk over to the church, turn on all the lights, get the AC going for you so, so you guys can be nice and cold. <laughs> and then I come back at 7.30, go through the steps. I'm not all in all the time. And that's not good. That's not where God's asked us to be. And sometimes I feel like God asks us, sometimes it's just not convenient for where we're at. Because I feel like most of the time when God's like truly telling me, hey, do this, it usually is when I'm out and about and around people. Go figure, huh? <laughs> God wants us to go all in for his people. But usually the thought that comes to my mind is, no, I can't do that right now, God. It's not, it's not in my plan. I'm on a schedule. That person over there is not on the way to the milk over here. They're not on my line. I can't do that. That's not going all in for God. And I, that's, that's where I'm at sometimes. I have found myself walking through Kroger or, or Walmart or wherever, 
And God's told me, hey, go talk to that person. Sometimes it's somebody I don't even know. Sometimes it's somebody I do know. But I'm telling you, and I'm going to say I'm probably not the only one in here, more times than not, God, it's not, on, it's not on the path. It's not on the path I have chosen. So I choose not to go all in. And I make that difference. But today I want to take a little bit of time. And we're going to be in the book of Matthew today. We're going to take a little bit of time, and we're going to, t- um, we're going to really look at some people, um, four men in general, who went all in for God in an amazing way. So it's going to be Matthew 4, 18, 18 through 22. And it says, as Jesus walked, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Now pay attention to this next verse. Underline it, highlight it, draw little pretty roses around it, whatever it may be. But it says, verse 20, it says, At once they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them. Same thing. Highlight this one, circle it, whatever it is to turn your attention to it. Verse 22, it says, And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Man, that's crazy. You may think, well, that's not that big a deal, right? They're just fishing. They're just out there fishing. You know, they're with with their dad, with their buddy, out there fishing. We've all, we've all gone fishing with our buddy, or, well, maybe not all of us, but some of us. So we may think, you know, that's, okay, maybe that's not that big a deal, really. But what we have to understand is, for those men to give it all and to go all in was a big deal. Those boats that they were on, that was their livelihood. Those boats set them up in that time and in that place of history as they were not lower-class people looking for a way out. These people were very comfortable. Fishermen were taken care of. They had a steady job, a steady income, something that they could probably retire from many years from now or from then. But we have to understand, sometimes we have to give up. We have to be willing to give up. My brain is a little bit OCD, so sometimes my as I'm as I'm kind of preparing, uh, not OCD, eight, uh, what is it, ADHD or ADD? That's it. Um, it goes crazy on me. So as I'm reading this, I'm thinking that boat that that boat that um, Peter and Andrew are on. What happened to it? They just jump off and leave it out in the water. In my head. I'm picturing this just boat floating around out in the water, out in the lake, just all by itself, nobody on it. I don't know. There might have been other people on that boat, but we don't know for certain. We know the other boat had their father on it, and in some verses say his servants as well. But the other thing that I got to think about this boat is, this boat was not just your typical little uh, bass boat that you take out on Lake Taylorville. This boat was big. It had big nets. This was a production fishing boat. This is what they did for a living. This boat would go aground in our beautiful lake of Taylorville. 
Our, our, our lake would not handle this boat. That's the type of boat this is. It was big. And for them to go all in, it said they immediately left. It said at once they left. They did not wait for that boat to come back to shore. They did not say, yep, hold on there, God. Let me, let me pull this net in, and then we'll make our way back in. It didn't say, ah, hang on, God, I, gotta, I really got to finish this day's worth of work before I can go all in with you. I feel like that's, sometimes that's what we do. I'm busy right now, God. Wait until I get done. No, they, they at once left. They immediately left. The other thing about this boat is because it was so big, it wasn't like they just, you know, stepped out of the boat and went swimming. This boat was big. They either had to jump probably several feet into the water or from wherever they were at, or they had to climb down a ladder. Now, the interesting part with that is to do that, you had to make a conscious thought to do so. You didn't just be like, okay, cool, let's go. You had to think about it. They made a conscious effort to go all in for God at that moment. And they immediately did it. I don't do that very often. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to guess you're probably in the same boat that I am. We don't immediately go all in when he asks. We come up with excuses. Now the other two men, they were probably in a similar boat, if not bigger. Theirs was a family business. We know that because they left their father. So we know that they didn't just leave a boat. We know that they left their family. But they still went all in for God. Anyway, getting back to, getting back to them leaving. Um, for me, it's not necessarily what they left. Because that may be different for each and every one of us in here. That may look different. I've never left a boat in my nets for God. I just haven't. I don't have a boat to leave. I mean, if somebody wants to donate me a boat, I can pretend to leave it. But I don't have a boat, so it's going to look different for each and every one of us. But I'll tell you what I have left for God. Because there has been times in my life that I have gone all in for God. And man, it, I'll tell you what, it makes a huge difference. And you know it right away when you've made that decision to go all in for God. And you do it. It's not always easy. I've left family. Most of my family, I, I have a cousin. I have an aunt and uncle in this area and that's it. My nearest immediate relative lives six hours away. That was my choice. But it's God called me to move. And I went. I've left a good job. Before here, if you didn't know, I worked for the city of Taylorville. I know that people have their complaints about it. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it was a good job. I probably could have retired from there, you know, 30, 40 years from now, whatever it may be. And been just fine and comfortable. That's not where God wanted me. And so we had to, I had to make the decision whether or not I was going to go all in for God and leave something that was comfortable, something that we knew, and to change it for something that we didn't know. 
because I did not know what God had for me. I just knew what he wanted of me. So we have to be willing to do that. These men were willing. It says they immediately, immediately left their boat. That means they did not wait for the boat, like I said, to come ashore. It just didn't happen. They went immediately. I feel like sometimes, sometimes the reason we don't respond immediately is because the people that God's asking us to respond to, they're dirty, right? Their problems are messy. And if we get involved in their problems that are messy or in their life that's messy, then we might get dirty as well, right? And that's inconvenient. Or it can be. I know there's been many times God's asked me throughout my life to go talk to somebody, and I thought, I don't think I can do that. And no, that's not a good thing. That's why this, this message talks to me probably just as much as I hope it's talking to some of you. But we have to be willing to go. But I think more often than not, we find ourselves on the end of, it's, it's not my schedule. They're kind of dirty. That looks like a messy situation. I don't know if I kind of want to get involved. So we don't. Or maybe we're holding on to something that we don't want to get rid of. So we don't. I think Jesus says it best in Matthew 6, 24. And it says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will devote, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they decided who they wanted to serve, and they went all in for God. And if you keep reading their story, they did amazing things. They continued to go all in for God for a very long time. So what's holding you guys back? What's holding me back? What, what's holding us back from going all in for God? Is it money? Is it our career? Our jobs, our family? Our home? Maybe just where you live. Maybe you just like the way you live and you're not willing to move. And I'm not saying that's going to be the same for everybody, because it's not. God's made each and every one of us individual. But we must be willing to get uncomfortable for God. We must be willing to give up those things that do make us comfortable for God. In order to go all in, we must be willing to immediately and at once make that decision. Because that's what God's asking of us. Matthew 8.34 says, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. We cannot hold on to the things we want. We must be willing to drop those nets and go.
because the thing is, I'm going to guess that for a lot of us, God's asking us to do things right here in our community. I know that's why he's brought me here. It's for this community. This community is amazing outreach. There's so many in this, in this town of Taylorville and the surrounding towns that God could do through us if we'd just be willing to drop our nets and go. And, you know, maybe, maybe some, of those, some of those nets that we're holding on to is our time. I don't have time for that. I'm busy. There's softball. Kids are going here. Kids are going there. I got to work. I just don't have time, God. I've been there. Time's crazy. But I'll tell you what, if you go all in for God and you make that commitment, you're going to find that that time that you spend on some of those other things isn't nearly as important as you think it is. For me, I know, I know God is calling me, um, I know God's calling me to this community. One of the things that God uh, has asked me to do, he's pulled me here. I know he's pulled me here. And I'm confident in that. Has it always been easy? No. But we must be willing to drop our nets and go. And I don't mean just like, hey, drop my net. Got my fish and pull my back pocket though. He doesn't mean drop part of what you want. He wants you to give everything. And I know that sounds daunting, but man, the amazing things God can do with our lives, if we're just willing to go all in for him, I can't even imagine what this community would be like if every person who believed in God and believed in the truth was willing to go all in for God. This community would be radically changed, and I guarantee you, because that's what God wants. He wants to use us in that way. So kind of going forward, I just have a few questions for you guys to think about this week, to pray about. Well, the first one is, what are you afraid of giving up to go all in for God? Think about that. Because going all in for God's scary, I'll tell you that. Especially when it's not in our time frame or when it takes us out of our comfort zone. It can be frightening. So what are you afraid of? And the next one is, what's holding you back from letting, that, letting those things go? Maybe it's the fear. Maybe it's the comfort. You know? You like where you're at. You don't want it shook up. And then the last thing I really want us to start praying about and asking God, what steps can I take this week to go all in for God? For me, I know God has asked me, um, some of the things that God's asked me to go all in for is he's given me this amazing ability to be able to talk to just about anybody. I mean, it doesn't really matter where I'm at. I can talk to just about anybody and I can have a conversation with them. But I'll tell you what gets hard. It was when God says, tell them the truth. That changes things. That becomes real. You know what I mean? Like you go from talking about fishing, talking about, you know, what you're going to do that weekend, whatever. And all of a sudden you, you have that voice in your head that says, tell them. They need to know the truth. Or go invite that person to church. Now this is me. I'm not talking for you guys. That, that's me. That's where God has me. And he's been working on that in my life. 
because I know God's called me to student ministry. I know God's called me to this community. But if I'm not willing to go all in for that, then he's not going to be able to use me the way he wants to because I'm holding on to things. And for me, it's a little bit of that fear of what are they going to say? What if they tell me no? What if they get angry? I shouldn't care about those things, but I do. So for me, that's one of the things I've been working on and one of the things that God's been working on my life and it's just the willingness to go all in for him and to, and to speak to people, to talk to people, to engage in people's lives. That's where I'm at. I want you guys to think about where you're at. Pray about that. I got one more testimony for you guys today, and this kid is awesome. I got to say, all of our guys, are, all of our students are amazing. But every now and then there's that one student that comes into your student ministry, and this guy has not been here long, but I've seen a life change in this guy. Chris, um, this year camp was a lot different than the other years. My first year I got saved. The second year I decided to devote my life in uh, youth ministry. So this year I went in there thinking that I knew what they were all going to say and that there was going to be nothing. Like I start college in two months to pursue that. So I was like, I have no clue what I'm going here for <laughs> besides just to be with these people because they're pretty awesome. Um, but on one of the nights, uh, the pastor, Sammy, he, uh, put up a board of words. Uh, the words were like fat, skinny, depression, body shame, um, anxiety, college debt, student loans. And, um, he had to stand up if any of those words affected us. And, um, it showed me that that's not your ID. That's not what you go by. Those words do not define you. Um, those words destroy you. They take you down a path of darkness, and um, they hold on to you. They don't want you to grow in your relationship with God. And, um, I just learned this week at camp that, um, sorry, <laughs> I'm pretty nervous, <laughs> that um, you should just let go of those words, and in that path of darkness, you should turn to the Lord, and he'll show you the light again. That's what I learned. If you guys will just give our students a round of applause and just, they did an amazing job. I am so proud of each and every one of our students. Just everything that they've done, everything that they've learned has just been absolutely amazing. Um, and we're definitely going to be losing some of our seniors, which is a little bit heartbreaking as well. But I got one more thing for you guys before we kind of start to wrap up. And this is our camp video. I want you guys to see how much fun it can be to go all in for God at the same time. So if you guys will just watch this and see what we did this, this last week. Or Here in a minute.
guidance. We won't succumb to the darkness. Lord knows we need light right now. Unity's calling, crying out from the mountain, telling us to come home right now. You're my brother. tell if you couldn't tell we had an amazing time at camp it was a lot of fun and like you heard earlier we also learned some stuff too so I just want to say thank you guys for coming thank you guys for supporting our student ministry and all that we do um, our next gen envelopes that we did earlier this year they helped send a lot of these students to camp they helped get students to camp and it, I just want to thank you for that this is what that does. This changes, it changes lives. It truly does. It allows kids to go to camp. And it's absolutely amazing. I just want to thank you. 